Hi, hey, hello everybody, FPL teacher here, bringing you Nottingham Forest 2, Brentford 2. The thrilling draw between the two sides will come under scrutiny as we try to take advantage of Nottingham Forest's final home game before the World Cup, while also looking at what Brentford really could be targeted doing as they roll up against Man City next. Forest 4-3-3 very disappointingly did not start Taiwo Aoni and instead went with Emmanuel Dennis on the left forward spot. Brandon Johnson earned his right wing spot alongside Nico Williams who also started at left back instead of Brandon Lodi. Forrest's game plan essentially was split into two halves here, with the first half revolving around the running of Brennan Johnson on the right side. He had chances in the third as well as the 14th minute, all triggered by Morgan Gibbs-White's fantastic passing ability while looking for spaces between specifically Ethan Pinock and Rico Henry. That being said, while Brennan Johnson was prominent in the first half, the left-sided midfield of Chikoyate as well as Nico Williams' tendency to start his plays from the left side eventually grew into the game. Now, a very crucial element that has been obvious in the past few weeks was that when Chikoyate wins the ball, he is the one that releases Morgan Gibbs-White first before we see Morgan Gibbs-White from between the lines playing the ball through to Brennan Johnson or looking for Dennis directly. Now what happens here is that Koyate himself kind of does the Onana role for Everton where he bombs into the box, becomes an additional presence and then allowing for the likes of Emmanuel Dennis and Morgan Gibbs-White to find their own pocket of space to link up and take shots. So the second half strategy was triggered by Chico Koyate's injury and this combined with Brentford taking a 2-1 lead triggered Gibbs White to step up to the plate and he set himself up mainly for shots. But also when Awoni came on in the 79th minute, that's what, that was when Forrest really piled on the pressure, using Awoni as a huge presence within the box and honestly coming up with some of their best chances in the second half. Good news is that the left side continues to generate these chances without the presence of Chico Koyate. And we saw the likes of... Um, Neko Williams bomb forward. We saw Yates also bomb into the box from right central midfield. And once again, the stand-in for Koyate, Louis O'Brien, was equally capable as he demonstrated in the opening game weeks. So the gem in all of this, very obviously, Morgan Gibbs-White. He enables Brendan Johnson on the right, whoever that plays on the left side, Neko Williams from the left flank, and it all usually results in assists. Gibbs White will continue to take chances for himself but really it has to be said that Gibbs White XG shots in this particular match were 0 0.06, 0 0.03, 0 0.07, 0 0.03, 0 0.07 and finally in the final final stages of the game when they finally secured that own goal 0.14. So Gibbs White will take a lot of half chances and if he scores a worldie you completely deserve it. Brentford, after the failed project of the 3-5-2, this time without Ivan Tony, they had to be a little bit more inventive, this time going with a 4-5-1. But with Mbomo on the right flank, we start on the left, and Keen Lewis Potter, the young stand-in for Ivan Tony, all alone up front. 
playing away from home meant that they were creating space for themselves by essentially not being in a space and then bombing into that space with extremely late runs. We saw demonstrated this ability to make diagonal runs instead of curving his runs as a striker from the last man. And this was where his momentum and his tall frame, frankly, allowed him to sprint past a lot of Nottingham Forest defenders when they were on the break. That being said, Brentford defended as a 4-5-1 block and that is what we are more concerned about here as they conceded chance after chance to a forest attacking three that really shouldn't have been afforded that much space. The weakness, as usual, is the flat three midfield of Yenel, Jensen and in this particular case, Joshua De Silva. The problem here was that Vitali Yenel, supposedly the defensive midfielder of this game still elected to restrict the space between their midfield to make sure that Nottingham Forest do not have central possession of the ball. The issue doesn't lie within the positional discipline of the players but rather the individual presence of each one where they are considered lightweight simply because they are neither the best at tackling nor they are the best at aggressive pressing or neither do they intercept the ball particularly well by using their cover shadows. Even though they have a central midfield three that is extremely narrow, for some reason, any player with good passing ability, such as Chikuyate, can play through them, looking for the likes of Romers, such as Gibbs White. And to use this to our advantage for FPL purposes, we are looking for players that will run beyond the Brentford midfield line. In this particular case, the obvious choice would be Kevin De Bruyne. And as long as he is not unfit in any sort of way, Kevin De Bruyne is a strong candidate to take advantage of this space. Secondly, runners in behind Brentford can be considered nullified because Brentford did a very good job of making sure their back four was not exposed to any particular runners. So the idea here was that Brentford choose to run early behind compared to their midfield. And this is why there was so much space conceded between the lines. So the idea is that if you are looking to hold on to Julian Alvarez, Brentford's defense might have a plan in mind because Raya, David Raya himself also tends to anticipate shots that come from range, which gives forth his huge saving ability. Lastly, defending deep for Brentford also works to their advantage because as mentioned before, only from deep when they draw attackers forward do they really have the ability to break into space by using the runs of Wisa as well as Brian Mbomo. In conclusion, this match served as a layup for looking at what Forrest need to do well in order to turn their fortunes around from bottom spot. At the same time, we look at Brentford's latest updated strategy that revolves around breaking into space rather than dominating it compared to their previous formations. This is FPL Teacher speaking. Who will review Wolves Brighton painfully up next. <laughs>